Welcome to your Life by Design podcast, the show that will have you seeing how magical you truly are so you can start designing a desired and fulfilled life. Hi, I'm Karen Galway, a certified human design reader, a 6-3 manifesting generator, and an energetic embodiment coach who is completely obsessed with helping you step out from your shadows and leap into your light. And in true 6-3 manifesting generator form, this podcast will not just be about human design, but rather the tools you need to call in the desires in all areas of your life. View it as your tool book, not your rule book. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't. This podcast is for the women who are ready to become paradigm shifters, subconscious mind wizards, and healers of their own life. They are ready to rediscover themselves so that they can fully show up as who they came here to be and live a life by their design. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi, welcome back to another episode. I am just sitting here in my office and just had this desired to record on a topic that I've been thinking about for a while and I just didn't feel like recording myself a video form. So if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, obviously this won't make a difference, but if you're watching it on YouTube, then it'll just be a thumbnail. But I just wanted to record this topic on common expressions that we find ourselves saying that can actually limit us and what we can say instead. I've also been playing around my microphone. I've noticed the past few episodes, the sound quality has been a little tinny. I've went ahead and just made some changes. We'll see, we'll see how this goes. But I have six common expressions that maybe they might not be common to you. I think some of them for sure you can identify with. There were a couple that I put in there from what I heard my mom say a lot that I would sometimes catch myself saying and then stop it and reframe. And so there are expressions that can be very much part of our vernacular, right? Our lexicon, common phrases that we say that what we're not realizing, it's actually limiting ourselves. It actually, it it trains our subconscious mind to know that there is a limitation. And when you know there's a limitation, then it's difficult for us to expand. And the first example of this to drive this home is I'm sure you've all used this expression and I actually cringe when I hear people say this. And this is something I've been teaching my kids to reframe and even my husband, I will tell him, let's try a different way of saying. And that is the expression that is expensive. (laughs) I hate the word expensive. I think the word expensive really puts a cap, puts a limitation. It begs the question is like, what is expensive? What's expensive to you may not be expensive to me. What's expensive to me may not be expensive to you. What we consider expensive for a handbag or rent or a flight. It really comes down to value. And as I've seen this a lot also in my speech therapy practice, like I have had, um, Families that I've worked with where they will tell me they can't afford speech therapy, but they'll go out and I know a specific example where this one mom who happened to be a friend of mine and I was doing some pro bono work for her child and she was saying that she just couldn't afford speech therapy. It wasn't being covered by insurance because of the insurance plan that they had. And I said, that's fine. Like I will just do a few sessions. And then we went out for dinner and she got this brand new $250 leather jacket. 
And it wasn't that she couldn't afford speech therapy. She didn't see the value in it, right? But she saw the value in that leather jacket. Now, she might say that speech therapy is expensive, but that leather jacket isn't. It's so subjective. And so what I like to use instead is that's not worth the price. That is not worth the, it's not a good value or it's a high value item. It's, I might say that is pricey because that number I feel is more objective than expensive. But even pricey, I try not to use it. I tend to say that is a high value item. If it's something where I can't afford at this moment, but I don't want to limit myself because maybe I can't afford it down the road, I might say something like that, or I can't wait to be able to get that, or I'm not aligned with that right now. That purchase isn't aligned with me. I don't see the value in it right now. And I really try to prevent using the word expensive because like I said, I feel I feel like it really limits. It really puts a cap. And then when you see other people purchasing high value items and you're thinking something is expensive, you're more likely to judge that person for spending money on that. Like, why would you spend $1,000 on a handbag? That's ridiculous. Because maybe in your current reality, $1,000 on a handbag just isn't an option, but that doesn't mean it can't be an option down the road. And the moment that you limit, you judge, you have any sort of like constricted feeling around it, it puts that cap on where you probably won't be the person that's going to do that, right? So I would encourage you to catch yourself when you say the word expensive and try to say something else. The second expression, hear this a lot. I definitely don't use this. I have in the past, maybe before my awareness had been more developed around this, but the expression, all good things must come to an end. All bad things must come to an end, (laughs) right? Everything is cyclical. There is a rhythm. What comes up must come down. What Everything has like a rhythm to it. And so even money, like there is a flow to money. There's an energetic exchange with money likes to be circulated. So when you say all good things come to an end, it's, and then you are in the moment of experiencing something quote unquote good, it's like the back of your mind, okay, this is not gonna last forever, right? So it puts you in this, has the potential to put you in this kind of negative limited mindset. So when I'm experiencing th- something really fun, I don't think that this is gonna end. What I often think of is this or something better. This is amazing. So I, I wanna experience this or something better. But I also know that there is a rhythm to feelings. There is a rhythm to how, just like this, the energy, the flow. And just like how you've probably heard this expression, just like how a wave will come to its peak and then crash, it doesn't last forever. Neither does an emotion. A happy emotion, a sad emotion, we can't, we're not gonna be one emotion 100% of the time. We have a rhythm, we have a flow. And as women, our rhythm and flow kind of move through this 28-day cycle, right? Like certain weeks, we might be more focused, more energetic. Other weeks, we might be more wanting to be relaxed and pull back a little bit. So when you hear the expression or you catch yourself, all good things must come to an end, Try again, try not to put that limitation or that expectation on it, but rather think of this or something better. I want to call more of these opportunities in. Because why would more fun opportunities come your way if you're always thinking of, ugh, it's going to end, 
right? Like why would you attract more of that fun stuff? So instead, this or something better puts you in that mindset. So the next one is something my mom would say all the time. And I've caught myself saying this. Um, and she says it when she can't find something. So if she's misplacing something and she doesn't know where it is or she can't find it, her expression would be, I'd rather be lucky than rich. Basically, I'd rather be lucky and find this than rich. And when I became more aware of expressions, became more aware of belief systems and just how our subconscious mind works, I'm like, why can't we be both? Why can't we be lucky and rich? (laughs) Why can't we, like, why, again, put that constriction or limitation around if I can't find something for me it's okay to be in this place of neutrality around it if I find it amazing if I don't find it I'm okay as well right so if I can't find something and I catch myself I'd rather be lucky and rich sometimes I might just tweak it as I am lucky and rich or I'm okay if I can't find this Because again, it doesn't put that limitation or that restriction. I'm curious if that's an expression that you have used or you've heard your family use. But like I said, my mom would use it all the time. So this is something I've been catching myself and reframing. Okay, so this other expression is also inspired by a recent conversation I had with my parents. And they are in their late 70s. And oftentimes I'll catch them say, we're too old for that. I'm too old for this. I'm too old to get on an airplane and fly. And they, my, my dad was like, we're just too old to be sitting down that long. Or it was more in regards to connecting flights and how there might be a flight that might be delayed and then waiting in the airport longer. Like, we're too old for that. And I said to, I was on a call with them and I said, I'm going to call BS on that. That's such a bullshit belief. There are 80-year-olds that are skydiving, jumping out of an airplane. So you telling me that you're too old to sit in an airport and wait for a flight is complete BS. You're choosing not to do it. You're not, it's not, it's your choice, but it's not your too, you're not too old not to do it. People do it all the time. Change your belief around that. And I feel like we often do that. I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too thin, I'm too fat, I'm too much for something. And that I'm too X is a conditioning and a paradigm. If it's I'm too, I'm too loud, I'm too whatever, that too much concept is really a belief that we were taught when we were younger, when our gifts were so easy for us. They came in so naturally to us that it was uncomfortable for other people to be around. And so we were told to be quiet, we were told to hush, we were told stop that, we were told told things to shrink down to make other people feel comfortable. And it is, unless you've challenged it, it's a conditioning or paradigm you've, you've continued. So I would, again, be mindful if you catch yourself saying that, be mindful of, if you are saying it, how to reframe it, because it is a belief. You're not to anything right? You can look for evidence of other people doing it. If you're saying, I'm too old to start a new business and be successful, you for sure can find someone older than you who actually started a complete new business and became successful. You can create a belief of anything you want. There is something that I'm calling in my life right now 
and it feels really scary and it's a big shift it's a big change it's a big change <laughs> and it feels really scary for me I'm not going to talk about it right now but and so what I did is I want I looked for evidence of other people doing it I didn't look at failures I was in this particular Facebook group and I said if anyone who's ever gone through this please tell me your success stories I don't want to wire my mind for failure stories because this is something I want to call in so you get to choose what you want to call in. You get to choose the, for the evidence. You get to seek it. I mean, you can find evidence to confirm or disconfirm any belief, anything, even truth. Truth is so subjective. We can find science to support anything. We saw this with COVID where all this was, science was pointing to one thing and then the opposite science was pointing to something else. You can find literally any evidence to support something. So why choose a limitation? because you're going to find the evidence for it. If you're saying I'm too old, then your mind's going to look for all the areas that you're old. You probably will start experiencing pain and stiffness or, or whatever. Look for people who are doing it and use that as evidence. You can do that too, especially if it's something you want to call in. Okay, this kind of goes on in line as the next two are related. So the number five is I can't have that. Oh, I can't have that. You see someone building a home, their dream home. And you're like, I can't have that. Or that's not going to, that won't happen to me. Or anything like that, that limits. Again, you're limiting your belief. You're limiting your reality. You are, you have this limitless potential. You really do to create whatever you want. But really it's, it comes down to that belief. And so if you're saying I can't have that, then, and you want to have it, it's not going to happen if you're telling yourself you can't have it because your subconscious mind will look for all the evidence in the world to show you that you're right. You ever heard the expression, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. It's whatever we tell ourselves. What I have been doing is if something it feels a little big, right? I actually had this conversation with my coach recently about my my workout routine, my fitness routine, and just my body changes over the past couple of years. And it dawned on me that I can't say I'm a person who is lean because I don't feel lean. My clothes are a bigger size than they were a couple of years ago. However, I now I know that I have the evidence that I can get back there because I was there before. So I can be a person. I'm a person who has the ability to be lean or I have the ability to be lean again. I'm not going to say I can't have that. I can't be lean. I can't fit in my clothes that have been hanging in my closet for a couple of years because they don't fit me. I can't get into that. I can reframe and say, I am a person who. I'm a person who has the ability. I'm a person who can. Um, I can be the person who does this. So basically by saying I have the ability to do it or I can be the person or I am the type of person who, like those type of prompts actually allows your subconscious mind to release a wall to not come up with all these rejections to what you're calling in and allows for your body to feel congruent to what you're calling in, even though it's not here yet. So by saying I am the person who can be or I am the type of person who can do this allows your subconscious mind then to think as if you are that person or that you're going to be that person, even though you may not be that person right now. So if you say I can't have that Catch yourself and say, I can be the person who can have that. And to give you, if it's, I can't have that because I'm too, insert your limitation, like I was talking about number four, 
Look for evidence of people doing it. You will find the evidence. So stop yourselves from <laughs> limiting yourselves. Stop yourself from saying, I can't have that. You can have that. Okay, number six, the last one. And this, again, kind of coincides with the last three or the other two I was talking about. And more so related to I'm too blank. When, we're ta- when I was talking to you about like, when you feel too much, I'm too much. I have to shrink down. It's just a belief that you learned when you were younger. And so number six is I'm not good at anything. I've had people say that to me. Oh, I don't have any gifts. I'm not good at anything. I'm going to call the biggest, fattest BS on you if you say that. I promise you, you have gifts. You are good at things. It is there. You just don't see it. Now, you may not be seeing it because you're believing a belief or a limitation program or conditioning that you were raised around, right? You may not believe it because maybe these are gifts that are in your subconscious and it, ha- it takes someone else to, to call it out and you just haven't had that person to call it out yet. You might, it, there could be different reasons why you don't see it. You're telling yourself over and over again, I'm not good at anything. And again, if you're telling yourself you're not, not good at things, your subconscious mind is going to be like, yeah, you're right. Because look at exhibit A, B, C, and D. See, you suck. <laughs> but if you catch yourself, you're like, actually, you know what? I'm really good at crocheting. I'm really good at listening. I'm really good at... I don't know. I'm really good at driving. I'm really good at parallel parking. I'm really good. Whatever. You And then you have the evidence. See, yeah, I'm really good at that. You're going to start seeing other things you're good at because you're training a subconscious mind to find things, right? I want you to expand your thoughts. I want you to expand your beliefs because this is what expands your reality. This is what moves you to that edge. I've talked about Meet Your Edge before, my one-on-one signature program, this highly curated program that includes human design and rapid resolution therapy, where if you have this goal that's on the other side, like the way I look at it, like you're almost like at this edge, like literal or metaphorical edge. And on the other side of that is this whole other evolution and expansion of yourself, this whole other era, right? But you have to to take that leap and cross over and get there. And that can be scary. And with understanding what your beliefs are or understanding your gifts or reframing your mindset and working and doing the subconscious mind, it's easier to make that step. And once you make that step and you're over on the other side, it's almost like you look back, you're like, there's no way I can go back. I can't go back there. This is crazy. It was so scary, but now it's so easy. I'm so glad I did that. So anyway, so those are six common expressions that I have have caught myself and I know that you've probably said before. And so I encourage you to reframe. One other thing I want to say is I am bringing human design readings back. And what I mean by bringing them back, I stopped doing them one-on-one for a while because I had this context in mind for how I want it to look. I wanted to go on a journey with people. And I still do. I still want to go on a journey. I want to guide you through your chart for you to see just the nuances and the gifts and just how incredible you are. And the way I had done it, had set up human design readings was you pick a package. Like you can do a basic reading, which is like your design type and your strategy and your authority. Or you can do maybe a next elevated one. But a lot of people were choosing the basic one because again, they, they didn't see the value 
and, and learning more. Or maybe they just have the price tag and you're like, oh, that's a lot of money. I don't want to spend that much, but I do want to learn a little bit. But if you just learn a little bit about yourself, especially the part that sh- that you share with other people, it doesn't really share, it doesn't really expose a lot of the gifts and what you excel at and what you're really good at. It does a little bit, but it, not the whole piece. So I decided to just incorporate it and meet your edge. And recently I found myself talking more about human design and my whole face would just light up because I had the incarnation cross of education and I just love teaching concepts for people to understand. And I'm obsessed with human design. So I just love being able to talk about it and seeing other people's faces light up. And I'm like, you know what? I think I want to bring this back. I don't know how long I'm going to bring them back for. So if you are interested in doing a human design reading, just connect with me. I'll have my Instagram page there. I'll even put the links page to the human design reading and you can book something and we can get something moving forward. But I freaking love human design. And knowing your human design chart actually allows you to feel expansive and that makes it easier to reframe these beliefs. All right. Thanks for tuning into this episode and I will see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I understand how valuable your time is and I'm honored that you spent it with me. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love it if you could leave a five-star rating as well as a review on Apple Podcasts. This just takes a few minutes, but it would mean so much to me as I work to get my message out to the world. And as a thank you for your support, if you screenshot this podcast episode, post it on Instagram stories and tag me at I am Karen Galway. I will send you a free guide to understanding your human design so that you can start living a life by your design. I'll see you on the next episode.